Obviously, on the prompt. No, I'm not saying that they should put a bed in the backstage area. Welcome to the prompt, a weekly panel discussion on technology and the culture surrounding Apple and related companies. It is October 30th, 2013. Welcome back to the world's greatest podcast. This is episode 20. My name is Mike Hurley and I'm joined by Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. And Federico Vitici. Hello. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? What is I'm the correct good. way to address you in Italian when I say hello? Ciao. Ciao. Yeah. Or maybe buonasera. Ah, buonasera. Buonasera, yeah. Federico. Yeah. <laughs> That's close to good morning in Spanish. <laughs> no, good morning. <laughs> I don't think so. Morning is like mañana, I think. No, that's tomorrow. All right. Are you we sure? We a Spanish correspondent. Mm. This week mm. on languages. <laughs> you know, guys, I, I think I need like, um, like a Kickstarter for my body. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been working a lot. Uh, so many, so many apps. We're gonna so, get to so, that. So many new apps and a bunch of terrible apps too. You know, <laughs> I want to look at the good stuff. But why do you need to kickstart your body? <laughs> you know, be, I'll back uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> because because um, th- that seems to be all the all the rage now, right? So you you can you can have a bunch of like extras for people who back you. Maybe. Oh God, this is not going to end well. <laughs> I I'm really I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. Okay, <laughs> maybe it's an idea. It's Wait, not ironic. Right? <laughs> Matt Alexander has kickstarted his body, I believe. Many, many times. Yeah, we should get him on. To talk about that. He's not doing anything. Just nah, get him on. He doesn't do anything. He just records our show and he waits for that. Siri, call Matt Alexander. Yeah. That's not going to work. He didn't pay his cell phone bill. We have to follow up. We sure do. Follow up. We talked about American brands in China. And because none of us know anything about that, we got some things wrong. Um, so we got some good follow-up, three-part follow-up uh, from a person on Twitter. Are you sh- struggling to say their C- name? C- come on, Stephen, tell us the name. <laughs> no, no, no you guys try it. Come on, try. You no. try first. Mm-mm. Was that your attempt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, that's kind of easy. It's Varun Pramanic. Varun Pramanic. Varun. Varun Pramanic. I always do things like like I'm faking Federico's accent and I always talk with my hands when I do it. So, Varun <laughs> Promenik. That is that sounded Russian. Yeah, if that was Federico, very... then I don't I don't think you know who he is. But anyway, what what did Varun say? Uh, lots of things. Um, they point to a, a BBC article um, uh, from July 2013 that uh, American brands are actually very popular in China on their own. So they talk about uh, KFC, which uh, neither of you should ever, no one should ever eat. It's terrible. Um, do you have like, KFCs in the, that, in, in the London? Is that fried yeah. chicken? Yeah. Yes. We have lots Kentucky. of KFC here. Kentucky it's, fried chicken. Yeah, it's like McDonald's and Burger King. We have them. Yeah. Um, so saying the, the article's like, they opened a KFC and it was crazy popular. Uh, they have a, a chart in this BBC article. Um and interestingly, Apple is at number six for the most popular American brand. 
after KFC, Pampers, Colgate, Olay, and Crest. So there's a lot of uh, toothpaste, American toothpaste. That's such a strange list. (laughs) That's so weird. Maybe Chinese toothpaste is terrible. (laughs) You know, not not minty Colgate. Colgate is actually very popular here as well. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I use Colgate. Yeah, but would you say it's one of the most popular brands in Italy? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> just the brand of toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard to say why Colgate uh, has its wide international appeal. We'll leave that to a Simcoe. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you can uh, make a great pie chart about that. Yeah. Um, percentage of people whose mouth tastes good. Um, <laughs> so, more tweets. Um American brands tend to be considered prestigious and a luxury, and yep. then the quote "design of California branding" might help help Apple's brand image and perception of the Chinese market because of these things. It's definitely so, an interesting viewpoint. Yeah, and I think it's it's you know it makes a lot of sense to me. And the, again, the BBC article is very interesting. Um, and um, so yeah, so we will, um, you know, I think the the obvious solution is that we go to China. And uh, and see if this is true. Prompt Federico, live. you're the you're the closest. Yeah, you are actually. Can we send you to China to do a, like a prompt from the field report? You know, actually, my girlfriend's sister, uh, she's studying Chinese, so that's not like completely crazy. What was I'm the guy? Gonna, what was the guy? Is it Mike something who went to China and did the This American m- Life thing? What was his name? Oh yeah, we did a five twelve podcast about that guy. Yeah, what was his name? Mike something. People are know. saying it as now. You could do that. You could stand outside the gates at Foxconn and interview people about if they think no, Mike Mike Daisy. California. Mike Daisy, yeah. Yeah. Mike Daisy. You can stand outside and be like, What do you think so, of this? And then ask them and then you can no, smell their breath and I'm, find out if I'm, I'm just go- I'm just gonna go there and try to to eat as much food as possible. Because okay. I'm kinda intrigued, you know, by the whole Chinese food, you know, kind of like the the typical food, not the... the, the Real Chinese food, not Western Chinese food. Yeah. Google Maps cannot get me from Shanghai, China to Memphis or Shanghai, China to Rome. Try Apple Maps. You should try Apple Maps. See if Apple Maps will get you there. I'm sure that it will. I'm sure it will tell you it's two blocks away. (laughs) (laughs) So Shanghai, China. Do you mean Shanghai Palace Restaurant? Yeah, no kidding. Um, so I need directions. Did I guys? Did, did I ever tell you guys about that time when I when I got lost with Apple Maps? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, you ended up at someone's outside someone's house, right? Yeah, <laughs> I ended up in, I ended up in someone else's backyard. <laughs> Where were you was, meant to be going? I, I was meant to to go to a dinner at a restaurant, and um, uh, so it was me and it was me and Sylvia and um. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know, it was like uh, maybe a few weeks after uh, iOS 6 was out. Uh, so I was like, let's try the new maps because it was an, a restaurant nearby, but uh, but uh, it's not like the place where I always go to. So I just wanted to, to make sure. And uh, the road that was suggested to me, uh, I mean, I was kind of suspicious about it, but I was like, okay, let, let's listen to maps. And... So yeah, we ended up in someone else's uh, yard, and um, <laughs> that's that's fine. This reminds me of the clip from The Office where Michael Scott drives into the lake. Yeah, <laughs> I'll find that. I'll see if I can find that. If yeah, I know you do. So yeah. I have a um, according to Google, not Google Maps. But I just googled map miles between 
uh, Shanghai and Rome. That's 5,663 miles. That's not too bad. Miles between Shanghai and London, 5,711 miles. So not that much further. Miles between between Shanghai and Memphis is 7,410. So Federico, you're the closest, but Mike is not that far behind you. Hmm. So um, I think we could uh, probably do that. We Mike, could. what do we do? We're uh, going to China What together? if we split the difference? I'll go half the way and then you go half the way. I don't, sure think that, that, I don't think you understand how that works. That's how math works, though, right? We're just taking uh, the, the no. mileage and split it in half. I mean, that's no problem. We'll just, no. like, you know, I'll, I'll pass the baton halfway okay, across. Uh, let's do this, Mike. You'll stop in Russia. Mm-hmm. I'll continue to China. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's exactly what, what we're looking for. Um, you guys aren't really explorers, are you? No, not much. No. So I mean, I got lost in a backyard, so, <laughs> as you can tell. Yeah. If, it, if it's not between the bathroom and your office. <laughs> um, so the next piece of follow-up is not, it's not really follow-up, but I saw it on Twitter and thought it was interesting. Um, you know, we talked last week about how Mavericks and iLife and iWork and everything is free now. And we're going to talk about TweetBot in a minute, but uh, some people were like, well, Apple did their software for free. And then like, you know, basically the same week TweetBot three comes out and it's, it's got, it's a paid upgrade. And uh, Paul, who's one of the, um, you know, developers behind a TweetBot responded to this and said, sure. I'm, I'm sure they being Apple are working on giving all their hardware for free too. And I just want to touch base on that because I thought it was really interesting. And we've spoken about it a lot. I've written about it a lot. I mean, it's a lot of conversation about is Apple a hardware or software company? And we said last week they're an experience company. Um, and I just thought it was interesting, you know, that, that, that Paul brings this up and is like, well, you know, Apple's bread and butter is the hardware. That's where they make their money, uh, not, not on the software business, especially anymore, right? Because it's free. And it's like, it's really you can't draw the line to say Apple has made OS 10 free, so all in app your all app updates should be free. You know, I know the Camera Plus guys think it should be, but huh. uh, hmm, subtle sick huh. burn. Um, but it's not the same thing, and you know, but I, I can appreciate the situation that Apple has created for third-party developers because Apple's saying, well, our software is free. And so now like third-party developers have to live in a world where like OS 10 and iOS updates and iLife updates and everything are free indefinitely. It's just a sort of a, a, a difficult thing. What do you guys think? Yeah. Do you guys rem- remember the, the Syracuse article about the, the Apple strategy tax? Yeah. So, I think that this is an, uh, a good example of this because Apple wants its users to, to get the best experience possible. So they buy the hardware, but they get the apps for free. But on the other hand, uh, there are third-party developers uh, who can't offer the, the apps for free. So Apple is kind of in this strange position because they, they want to make their own platform as appealing as possible. But they also have the third-party community who's trying to, to make a living on the App Store. And, and they see Apple making the apps free, so they, they have to struggle with the, with the, with the perception that people, people will come out and say, hey, if Apple makes the apps for free, why can't you do the same? 
So I think that the strategy text article from, I don't know, two or three years ago. Yeah, it's 2011. Uh, I think this is a nice, you know, it's, it's fitting for what's happening here. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, you know, I agree. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, I agree. I, yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's, it's interesting. There's, you know, we're also going to talk about iWork, um, but there's an article on CNN uh, yesterday, which I realized that I failed to put into the document. I apologize. Um, about how Apple, you know, now that it's software, it's free. Um, or even though that it's free, like, its apps or its software is pretty mediocre and it should pay attention to those regardless of the cost uh, that they charge users. Um, and of course, you know, there's a lot of people, well, we'll get to it, but a lot of people are like, you know, hey, like Pages is free, so you can't complain they took stuff out. It's like, well, that's not the point. Like, yes, it's interesting that it's free, but, you know, it's 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 clearly not Apple's primary business model. I guess that's what we're saying is like for tap bots, like their handful of iOS apps are their business. For Apple, iLife and iWork is not. It's selling iMacs and iPads and iPhones. And so the software is a, you know, a secondary item for them. I've also included the two episodes of the Hypercritical Podcast where they talk about the Apple strategy tax into the show notes. Federico, where can people find the show notes? Uh, people can find the show notes at 5x5.tv slash prompt slash episode number, which in this case it's 20. Exactly. <laughs> Guys, we've been doing this for 20 times now. 20 weeks, which is... Wow. So we're, we're nearly, like we're fast approaching six months. Seriously? Can we be uh, intoxicated? Oh, yeah. Week? Uh, yeah. I mean, I am every week. That's not true. <laughs> no, I well. know, Mike, I know how you are when you drink. You're very handsy. You know, I, I can't. I would I actually... be touching you if you were here, but you're not here, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I actually cannot next week because I got my, my checkups coming up. Oh, well, we'll that wait until like... you're 22. I'm sure the yeah. legal drinking age is 22 somewhere in the world. I mean, <laughs> I, in our I'm part, sure. it, in your part of the world, it's like five years old. And in mine, <laughs> it's like 18. So we've been drunk for ages. No, actually, in Italy, they fine you if you don't drink. <laughs> from from birth. <laughs> what is it? What is it, the legal drinking age? In theory, it's 18. And I say in theory because um, nobody they don't really care. No. What about you, uh, Michael? It is 18 here as well, but again, wow. it's not. It's kind of like 18 to buy it. I mean, to drink it, you can. It, no one yeah. really pays. Too it's much always money. strange for me when I see like American movies, and there's uh, there's always the scene, you know, like the college party or maybe the house party, and and the cop and the cops arrive, and people are freaking out for, and and I don't understand because people have parties when they're 14 or 15 or 16 here all the time. And it's not like your neighbor is calling the cops. Why, why, why would a neighbor call the cops? If they're too loud. Nah. I actually had that debate with my wife. Uh, we have a new neighbor down the street, and it's just loud. It's not ridiculous, but there's like noise like all night. And I was like, one of these days, I'm just going <laughs> to... So, so it's interesting. So the drinking age here is 21. And it's, 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 I felt a little guilty like having to ask you, because it's one of those things, like because American culture is everywhere, like... Federico's your favorite show is New Girl. Um, <laughs> so tragic in so many ways. Um, 
that like you guys knew that, but I had to ask for you. But yeah. you know, there's there's been debates in the past because in the U.S. you can vote when you're 18. Um, you can be if we have a draft, you can be drafted when you're 18. They're like, well, if you should, if you could be drafted, you should be able to drink to you know cope with that. And also um, the age of consent's much higher in America as well. <laughs> I mean, I've died. I, I kind of as I was saying that, I was like. Come as back. I'm saying that, I sound super creepy. <laughs> Pull out, but then didn't. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> what what is happening? iPad reviews. iPad reviews. Uh, uh, so the iPad out. Air review embargo came up Tuesday, <laughs> and instead of linking to a bunch of them, we linked to Mac Rumors site that links to a bunch of them. And like, I'm I'm excited. Like, I'm I was thinking. You know, last week that I'd, I'd order the air, and I, I've kind of been thinking back and forth this week. But after reading the, re- the reviews of the air, like that's definitely the one I'm going to do. Um, I I'm feel gonna like try, I'm going to try one. Guys. Yeah, I'll I'm going to try and go to a store too. Actually, mm-hmm. I say that, but then I think maybe I shouldn't because then I will end up leaving with one and I'll regret it. Because I've only read a couple of reviews, um, but like I read John Gruber's review, and I felt like there was like a subtle undertone, which was like, "This is great, but." And that, yep. but, yeah, I got the that same but feel, yeah. we don't get for like another two weeks until he releases his second review. Because obviously he can't talk about his opinion of the Retina Mini. But that was, it kind of felt like that was what it was for me. Like it was just, there was this subtle undertone of there is a some, there is something else that I also have right now that I would like to talk to you about. I kind of want to complain about uh, a really minor guys if you don't mind i would i would love you to complain um so uh, basically it's that if you if you are an ipad reviewer so you're on apple's list for uh review units and you take a screenshot or a photo of the ipad and it shows uh, especially the screenshots and they show uh like a red battery icon or maybe a really sloppy error message, I think that your blogging license should be revoked. Because you can't seriously put out a screenshot that shows like a, a 2% icon for the battery in the status bar, or maybe an error message. I mean, it's that kind of really minor thing that when I see uh, on, on a website or in print, worse, if it's in print, yeah. it drives me crazy. I can get yeah. that. Like seriously upset. Like physically upset, you know? Do you cry a little bit? No, I don't cry, but I get a niche. You know, like, <laughs> no, why? <laughs> as, well, as well as John Gruber's review, I also really enjoyed uh, Tim Stevens's review. He had a nice video that I enjoyed watching. And Tim Stevens has a really great voice. So Yeah. Um, he talks was, really been, quickly, though. Yeah, but that's Like fine. on podcasts, I can't keep up. I, I like his. Uh, he has a he has a, vo- a a great radio voice. So. Um. So I use I think Federico you use as well an app called Status Magic. Oh yeah. yeah um, I love that it. yeah. You can put screenshots in and it does replacement menu bars. And it was just updated for iOS seven style menu bars recently. So man, you guys yeah. are so particular that you would do that. <laughs> yes, like, that is so particular. So, I mean, it's not in a bad way, but like. That surprises me. You know that's what? That's why like that's do? why Federico's desktop and dock and everything. Why that's so tragic? Oh gosh, you know you know what I need to do. <laughs> Actually, I need to put to, put together a Python script to do this on iOS because I, I don't think there is an app. You that can't can... get real work done on iOS. 
Oh, God. <laughs> JK, bro. You can't have pythons. Um, Mike. I'm afraid of snakes. You should, Stephen, you should create an app that you can put Mac desktop screenshots in and it will just format them the way that you like. <laughs> so, like, the doc goes in the place. I told you. It's coming, and... it's coming in my next book. You OS should call gr- it. It was like... 10 for grown-ups. <laughs> you should call it. If you, if you make an app, you should call it, like, the, the Stevenator or something. The, the Hackett machine. The, sta- the status, uh, the Steven Magic, the, the status Hackett, something like that. What? <laughs> we'll, we'll keep workshopping that. <laughs> We're nearly there, guys. We're just on the edge. I can feel it. Um, <laughs> hey, Mike. Yeah. We have some awesome friends that we should tell people about. I agree wholeheartedly with this statement. So I want to talk to you about Squarespace. Stephen, you love Squarespace, don't you? I do. Nobody loves Squarespace as much as me, and let me tell you why. Because they are the only one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALIHO10. If you trust my opinion, and I'd like to think that some people, maybe one person at least, trust my opinion and listens to this show, I want to tell you that I have been using Squarespace for all of my web projects for about five years So a long time before they were ever so gracious as to help support us. Um, I had failed blogs because nobody wanted to read them before I was ever a podcaster. They were all there. Every um, when, when I started my first podcast, I used Squarespace to set up the page for that. And even the network, which um, was which merged with 5 by 5 last year, 70 decibels. I, I actually ran Squarespace for the site for that too. And this is because... I am not a developer, Um, I'm not a coder or a designer, I don't know that stuff. So Squarespace allows me to create websites in a really simple interface, but it's really powerful too. Like the Squarespace websites these days, if you go to them, just, you know, somebody has a Squarespace site, you would never know. They're not like these cookie cutter templates. They're really professional, beautifully designed, award-winning actually, templates. And they allow you to change things and customize them in a real clear and easy to understand way. So if you want to change a font, for example, you know, have to dig into the code and and do whatever it is you do. I I actually have no idea. You can just select it from a drop-down list and it will update live in front of you on your site so you can see how it's going to look in keeping with everything else that you have on your website. But if you are a person who is a developer, who is a designer, you can still use Squarespace's platform to build your own site. So let's say you want to build and code your own theme or you want to make changes to the code that's under the hood. You can do all of that, but you still benefit from their incredible caching, their fantastic hosting, and you don't have to install software, update um, like patches and stuff, security patches, or even configure databases or anything like that you can what you benefit from is a fantastic content management system that shares your highest standard of design Um, and if you have any clients that you work with at least you're going to have a standardized interface that you can help them with and without having to worry that it's going to go down and then your clients and you will also benefit from a 24 7 customer support as well i love squarespace i want to do something a little bit different today and just tell you about why i personally endorse them and i think that you will like them too if you have a project that you're setting up or maybe you've got a friend or relative that is setting wants to set up a website get them to sign up for a free trial then go to squarespace.com you can sign up for a free trial no credit card needed to do it and don't forget when you decide to sign up for a plan use the code tallyho10 it's t-a-l-l-y h-o and the number 10 
It's going to get you 10% off. It also helps show your support for the prompt and all of 5x5. Thanks to Squarespace, they give you everything that you need to create an exceptional website. Guys, I was happy with that. I thought that was awesome. You are awesome. You're professional. I hope so. What are you guys doing tomorrow for Halloween? Um, I'm going out for drinks with my work colleagues. Hmm, yeah, same. I mean, by colleagues, I mean my girlfriend. Yeah, but, but same, yeah. <laughs> you are get kind of our colleagues. You Life colleague. Hot, Life. Tub, hot tub colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we... So... We're supposed yeah. to have, like, really bad weather tomorrow. Like, it's already, like, dark and windy. We're supposed to have some storms and a bunch of rain. But St. Jude every year does a really big Halloween party for patients and families. And so uh, my wife is going, she has a hot dog suit. So she looks like a hot dog. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the infamous hot dog suit. Um, my kids are going as mustard and ketchup with oh little my hats God. <laughs> and stuff coming out of the top of the hats. And I was supposed to go as a pickle, but that didn't really happen. And so now I'm a pirate, apparently. So Why don't you be a chef? Because then I would be cooking my and eating and preparing my family to be eaten. That's fine. Don't worry about things. It's <laughs> wow. Halloween. You've got to be scary. You've got you, There's a whole family theme going on. You can't I'm be a pirate. Sure. Well, that's what the pirate. kids wanted me. That's what the kids, they're like, you'd be a pirate. Because um, <laughs> they're super into Peter Pan right now. <laughs> but I have a thing like right in the middle of the St. Jude Halloween. So I might just dress up as a pirate tomorrow night. Okay. I apparently can't look like a pirate um, in our... It's Halloween tomorrow. of all of the days in the year where you can be a pirate, except <laughs> not when you're giving like a, a presentation day. to a very large client. They will not forget you. Never forget. I would like to see pictures of your Halloween costumes. I'll um, I'll get them on Instagram. So we have we have so much to talk about again today, but part of it yeah. is painful. So let's talk about apps yeah. first. Yeah, let's talk about the fun stuff before we let's open talk up about some the good really, stuff first. Yeah. Really fresh wounds. <laughs> Federico, yeah, you've been busy. Uh, I guess. Can I you say know, just before we start, Federico? Okay, that the reviews of these two apps have been maybe some of my favorite stuff that you've written. Hmm, thanks, Mark. Um, I I like that. I've been enjoying your reviews immensely recently. So. Thank you for Thank doing it. Thank you. Them. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, the first one is Tweetbot 3. And that's, uh, I mean, of course, people are talking about it. Uh, it came out, well, uh, has it been a week yet? I, I guess uh, last Thursday, so almost a week. And people are still talking about it because it's such a great app, I think. And um, it, it's obviously very different. Um, and uh, so... You know, they've changed every part of the app and they have focused on animations and transitions and, and physics effects. So m- much of the of the old uh, skeuomorphism and, and the old, old the textures and, you know, Tweetbot was very, very uh, particular in terms of visual style. And now it's really, it looks like m- many other iOS 7 apps but I guess that what I wanted to, to, to highlight in my review is that once you use it, you, you start seeing all the subtle, I guess, details and, and, and really touches that Tapbot's put into the, this update. 
And um, I know that some people don't like it. Um, and I know that some people never really got into the Tweetbot feature set because clearly it, it's an app for power users. If you can have a power user of Twitter, uh, I know that I am because I spend basically my entire day talking to people, trying to find links, trying to, to talk to developers of, of the, the apps I'm trying right now. Um, I use DMs a lot. Uh, I discover most of my links on Twitter. So the, the new features like the fact that you can open web views in, in other tabs, um, they are really welcome for me. And uh, so my review took a while. Uh, I've been going back and forth between a couple of drafts that are, and, and a couple of angles that I wanted to give to my review for, for about a month. And uh, I ended up with the one that I like the most. And, and it's been very successful for me um, and for the, for the site. It brought a lot of new readers. And uh, so, yeah, that's been one awesome launch. And I'm, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the, the next version of the app will. I know that TapWatch has kind of teased uh, new font size controls uh, because people didn't like the fact that the app uses the dynamic type setting of iOS 7. Yeah, which I'll, is I'll talk about that. System-wide, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's system-wide. And uh, it's system-wide, but it, it changes between apps. Yes. That's my understanding. So yeah. in Mail, you get a, a size, and in TweetBot, with, this, with the same uh, level on the slider of dynamic type, you get a slightly different size. Very so different. people didn't like that, yeah. and, and, and they're changing. And so overall, I think that my takeaway is that it's a better app. It's maybe less, oh my God, this is so different. It's got, it's got less of that effect, you know, because wh when you saw the old tweet bot, you, you, you were shocked initially because it was so, so, so custom. So you, you had all these custom buttons and, 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 uh, and sounds and, and especially after many years of, of Tweety and, and Twitterific and other apps, it was really, really different. Uh, whereas right now, Tweetbot 3 is the kind of app that in screenshot, it doesn't, it doesn't come across quite right if you, if you only take a look at, at screenshots. Mm -hmm. But my, 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 my conclusion is that once you use it, uh, you see what's really better ab about this update. Uh, and it's got a much better navigation stack, uh, a much better handling of web views and, and profiles and the animations, and, it, and it's really fast. Uh, so yeah, uh, I really like it, and I'm looking forward to, to an iPad version. Because right now I'm using the, the, the old TweetBot 2 on the iPad, and man, it's, it's really, <laughs> yeah. it, it's not good. Yeah. It feels <laughs> good you, on the Mac too. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, I don't know. On the Mac, it, it, it is it's not okay. as bad. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't feel as bad on the Mac. Yeah, because maybe OS ten hasn't changed much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, Stephen, what's your, what's your? I know that you have some some thoughts on features that you like to see. Yeah, I mean, I think overall, um, and I think you touched on this in the review, and a lot of other people have been talking about it. Is where the old tweet bot. It was different because of its look, textures and buttons, and but this one is different uh, because of its interactions. And so they took the playfulness they had in their UI and made the, that playfulness interactive. Like I, I love the thing where you open up a photo and you can like sling it around 
and mm-hmm. you know, and shoot it off the screen and you go back. Um, so there's a lot of playfulness to the app. It feels less rigid than the old one, um, which I think is a lot of fun. And I think Tweetbot took what was good about iOS 4, 5, and 6 and pushed it to its logical conclusion, right? Very heavy, yeah. dark, robotic. This takes the playfulness and the gestures in iOS 7 and pushes them to their logical ending point where everything has, you know, folds mm-hmm. out or slides in or I think all that's great. I think it fits really well with iOS 7. Um, I understand why they took the triple tap out. Um, you know, you used, you used to be able to set that to reply, and you know, that's a little frustrating that it's gone. I used that a good bit. But the reason they gave was it, it slowed everything down because the system had to wait to see if you were going to tap again. Totally get yep. it. Fine with that being gone because the app is a lot faster than the old one. Uh, the, the one thing that's killing me right now is the inability to reorder accounts so i've got like six accounts because you know i've got me the the website uh work the prompt ungenius time required yeah. that's not me Admit um it. come on say it man it's we you. know it's you it's not me um <laughs> cool. but uh you know so I, I handle a lot of accounts and it did import from ios which is awesome but and they didn't import in the same in the right order and so like ISMH, my main one, I want to be on the top and it's in the middle. That's like super not important, but it bothers me. <laughs> um, yeah. And so much that I keep thinking, even though each of those accounts is a different one password style password, I'm thinking about like setting them up manually. Um, but besides that, it's great. It feels right at home. And, you know, like you, Federico, I use it all the time. And, I've tried Twitterific and I like a lot a lot that's in there. I don't think they copied Twitterific, even though there's been some, you know, like, well, it looks just like it. I I don't I don't buy into that. Um but all the features, the muting and everything that syncs across all the devices, that's so powerful and it's all still there. And um it it still has a place on my home screen right where it's at for years and years now. So for me, when I Again, like like everybody else, I was like, when I opened the app, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I was expecting because it was exactly what I was expecting. But like my first initial view was like, oh, it's so different. But then when you get to play with it, it's kind of like after like a day, I was like, yep, I'm good with this. I don't want to go back. Um, the web view thing that you mentioned, Federico, I know this is a really important feature to you. The fact that you can, if you open a link, it opens a browser in a specific tab, like the mentions tab or whatever. Yeah, most of my links I see in the main timeline. I would love to be able to. This is so particular. I would love to be able to open a link and it open in a set in another tab, and that's so I can continue going through my main timeline. Mm. And it's like opening in the background. So like, you know, like the favorite list, whatever thing. I would like if one of those was a browser, and then when I mm. click, it opens it in that tab, and then I can go back to the timeline, and then that page is loading. You know, this is actually one of the features that I, that I suggested in my in my review of editorial because the the editorial browser can't create tabs, so you're forced to see a web page at a time, and and I guess that the problem is that um, browsers that aren't Safari um, they time out the 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 the, the web pages in memory a lot. Yeah, I don't know if this is technically accurate, but, but I I think that it's that it's a possible theory because they don't have the faster engine and and they don't have 
I don't know, Stephen, you, you, you're definitely more <laughs> knowledgeable about this than me. But my interpretation is that uh, third-party browsers don't have the same, no. I guess, power as Safari. Right. Right, Safari, I mean, that. so like Chrome, even Chrome and other browsers and all in-app browsers get to use the same engine. And the big difference is the JavaScript engine is much more powerful in mobile Safari than mm-hmm. what they allow third parties to use. Hmm. So, yeah, but, yeah, Mike, so, uh, I agree, yeah. It would be nice, it would <laughs> yeah, be nice. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Um, the text sizes thing was a real problem for me. I had TweetBot, like, two, on the smallest size. And you can't get TweetBot 3 to go that small. So I've inc- I've actually pulled the dynamic type down to the minimum setting. So now, like, my the, the font size for my messages and stuff is tiny. Now, I actually now prefer that system-wide, but I still want TweetBot 3 to be smaller. So I hope that in their update, they can they it can go even smaller than what it what they the currently smallest setting is. I I think it's just because I like to just have a lot of content on the screen. Um, one thing that I love is the background updating. Oh yeah, this is the yeah. first app where I've really seen that it learns. So for the first couple of days. When I would wake up in the morning, like every day when I wake up, I have like 500 tweets that I read. Like I scroll through my timeline when I'm on my commute. And for the first couple of days, I was still loading the gaps, but I'm not, that's not happening now. So it seems I, I to would, be refreshing more and more in the morning for me. I, I would say that maybe it's the fact that we open Tweetbot all the time. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's, that- it's, le- obviously, it's his iOS 7 learning. Yeah, to refresh it <laughs> and more I guess, often. And I guess iOS seven is not only learning; it's thinking about Jesus. Do you, you use this app a lot? <laughs> yeah, in a minute, <laughs> like, like basically, it's just going to delete all the other apps from my home screen and just put it right in the middle. Here yeah. you go. You love it this so much. Is, this is what you want to use. Use it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely judging you for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I've seen I've noticed that learning across several apps. Like I usually open Instapaper in the evenings and. You know, over the course of having iOS 7 installed and the Instapaper update, it seems to be, seems to be learning that. Uh, Instagram does it pretty well too. Yeah. Every time I open Instagram, my, the photos just tend to be there. People but, see you as Instagram? Yeah, I do. I cannot believe I use it a that lot. still it does not remember the positions in the timeline. That's, you know. I think that that would be good. But yeah. So there you go. That's of all the that's that's an app that I definitely noticed. So there's an um, yep. <laughs> I don't I don't know what's happening to me. You okay? Yeah. Good. Fantastical's out too. Yeah. Fantastical, yeah. fantastical, fantastical, fantastical. I guess fantastical too. Yeah. Yes. For the iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that one is really good too. I like um, it a lot. I think it looks. Yeah. I love uh, the way it looks. I'm using yeah. the white theme as well. And I like oh, I'm using the black one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. I'm using the white one. Uh, this one is is uh, is very important for me because um, it's really a nice coincidence that uh, I switched from Omni Focus to Reminders the uh, this year. I guess around episode three or two of the prompt, and and so Fantastical comes out with Reminders integration, which is really awesome, and uh, I love. How it works. Um, I love the, the like the way that this app combines the the user experience for normal people, I would say, and for power users like me and Mike. 
So you can really fiddle with, with the URL schemes and with the, you know, the repeat settings, that, that kind of stuff. Mike, have you, have you created one, some crazy workflows so far? I haven't yet, no. Mm. You, should, you should really consider the, 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 the tip that I had about yeah, uh, I locations that. and search, yeah. Yeah, like templates. I love the one that you had, the text expander one, where oh yeah, where those it, are useful. Yeah. It formats your address properly. Yeah, because Apple Maps is very very picky about the way that I, that I use addresses in in Italy. So maybe uh, I need to enter a road's name, but if I don't enter it just right, uh, Apple Maps goes crazy. So I might set up some more of those, mm-hmm. but um, I I really like the app. I mean. The reminder stuff is interesting, and I'm going to see if I naturally use any of that. I mean, I've started using OmniFocus over the last maybe month or so in, in quite a big way. Um, and some of the things that I like about OmniFocus, I don't know if they would translate so well to reminders, just like projects and stuff like that, project views. Um, and as well, I don't know if I want all of that information to just be in my calendar app, but maybe it would work for me. So I might give it I might give it a go. Um and maybe just to put some like basic stuff in there. So like I've been putting into OmniFocus maybe some things that don't necessarily have to be in there, and maybe Fantastical would be would be a good good bet for that. Um, but I love I I love the, uh, the the new keyboard row. Like oh yeah, that on its own for me is like a a feature enough to 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 upgrade. So basically, if you have an iPhone five or five S um, or five C. Any of the five ones, basically, um, it will it will add a, another row above your keyboard, which is one to zero, and then the forward slash and a colon, because you need like all of that information um, to you. Well, you'd need those if you wanted to change the calendar or you want to add a time thing in there and stuff like that. That's all the buttons you need. So I know that's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to, to using that more because I I mentioned I think I mentioned this on a previous episode. I basically use Fantastical on the iPhone. I, the, I that is my primary entry for appointments for for all of my calendars. Mm-hmm. Um, I I enter more appointments on that than anything else. I mean, sometimes oh. I enter them on the Mac, and then sometimes weird things happen. But we'll talk about that in a minute. What I've noticed is that this app is so good for me. I've been reaching out to my iPhone while I'm at my desk. Maybe I'm on the iPad or on the Mac too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just reach out to the iPhone and type in Fantastical 2 because it's so good. I mean, it's not just that it's that it's nice to look at and that I like the new features. There's something about it that it's so... I mean, it's so good to use. I, I don't know. I think they really did a great job. And I, and I guess that people are liking it because it's the number one app on the App Store right now. So that's quite an accomplishment. It's interesting. Both of those apps got to that point. Tweetbot and yeah, and was Tweetbot at the top. I know it was in the top five the other night when I looked. Yeah, it got it got to number one. Was well, it did here anyway? What What's interesting? Uh, what's interesting to me and what what I really like is the list view, which of course is their bread and butter. And Apple got rid of that in iOS seven in their first party app, and so it's it's nice oh no, to have they that did back. they didn't get rid of that. You have to go to the search field and then yeah. you hit it, which is not really super awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, Apple is it's, trolling. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really nice, and the 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 natural language thing is huge on the phone. Uh, I do I shared a screenshot with you guys. It's not for public consumption because there's lots of secret things, but um, 
on my Mac, I use my calendar in week view because I need like, oh, okay, when can I fit something in? You know, what afternoon or what morning is open? But on the phone, like I just need to do something really quickly. And um, so it's it's sitting on my home screen. It's it's a really, um, it's a nice iOS 7 refresh. The background updating um, is there, which is awesome. And uh, so far, so good. I've decided I love that the view like this this trend of the extended status bar you know when like an app just has that huge block of color at the top mm-hmm. yeah it makes the app feel more i guess less constrained it feels more... like i'm i'm in the app and not the os it feels yeah it feels like the app has taken over and it's not like contained inside the os like a lot of developers were complaining about the status bar color thing like it was the apocalypse um but I guess the problem is that it's buggy. Right yeah, now. but I think yeah. that when it's done right, I can see a hundred percent why Apple did it. Yeah, and it's I, I like um, I like the red. You know, uh, Pocket Cast uses red on a couple of their screens, and it's not as it's not as nice as this. Um, yeah, that the color that they've chosen is a great red color. Yeah, it's it's really um, it's really well done. It, and of course, there is a Mac app as well. Uh, I don't. I, I use the built-in calendar app for the week view thing. I will say I'm not super pumped that they're doing a pop-up ad on yeah, the desktop. I, we I spotted that earlier, and I'll put a, a, a link in the show notes to an image that I had. So I opened Fantastical, and then a huge pop-up ad appeared on my Mac desktop. That was weird. I don't like that. I find that strange, which is a shame because it seems like a miss from an otherwise company that's quite good at this stuff with FlexiBits, but I think that they made a definite um, mistake there. And judging by their mentions on Twitter, I'm not the only one that felt that. So it's a shame. Such is life, though. We all make mistakes. Yeah, so Uh, thumbs up to to both apps. Uh, I kind of want to listen to a show where Mike gives us life advice. Yeah. Like in general, you know, just for everyday stuff. I thought that's what the prompt was. No, it should be like a daily show. And it should be called like... uh, Lessons with Mike. I don't know. No, no, no. Something like Everyday with Mike or Daily Mike. The Daily Mike. I like Everyday with Mike is quite nice. Everyday with Mike, yeah. I do. Um, I, I do a yeah. daily show, so maybe, maybe I should put a life tip at the end. Yeah, of the but news not about the day. news. Not about the news. Okay. About life. It yeah. has to be one hundred percent life advice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll I look would, into I'd that. subscribe to that. I'll talk to Dan. I'll see what he thinks. Let's right, okay. do it. You're powerful. <laughs> I have. A key, I have the keys. Um. So the the big main topic now that we are approximately two hours into our podcast. Yep. Is I work. Set um, this up. Set this up. What what we were attempting oh to do. Okay, I'll break it down. Can I do the music again? The little breakdown song I did last week. Oh yeah, please. No, I won't do that. Okay. Um, so it's really our comments are going to be broken into two sections. The first is I work on the desktop being less powerful than it was, um, and of course the reason for that is Apple has through iCloud. Um, extended iWork to the web, and of course it already was on iOS, but now the apps have feature parity, more or less, and sharing between them. Now, the sharing is in beta, um, and the collaboration stuff is in beta, but it's miserable, so we're going to talk about that. Um, 
So there's there's lots of links in this. Um, uh, I will say to set this up, we normally use Google Documents for our show notes. And so throughout the week as we find things to talk about, uh, as follow-up comes in, as, you know, um, links pop up that we want to we want to bring attention to uh, the three of us will pop into google drive and add things just throughout the week so on tuesday evenings i sit down and i go through them and make sure everything's in order um and then on wednesday we record the show and all three of us have the google document open in front of us to see where we are so this week we were like hey we want to talk we knew we want to talk about iwork and we said let's try to use I work this week instead of Google Documents. And we made it about five days, and then everybody was sad. Uh, so we'll get to that. But um, but starting on the desktop, we've got three links, one to Mac Rumors, one to TechCrunch, and one to uh, The Loop, um, talking about the stripping away of features uh, from iWork on the desktop. So I guess my first question is, do you guys, before this, did you use Pages and Numbers and Keynote on any regular basis? I, I use, oh sorry go ahead okay. go ahead Mike go I ahead. use them both once a month so um, I have whenever whenever it comes to invoicing time I create an invoice in pages um, and I use numbers to track the total download numbers so I can report them to our sponsors um, if necessary and also just for my own sort of archival purposes and I also keep track of my income and my tax and stuff in 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 numbers so I use numbers and pages for for that so that they have a very specific use for me um, and some I mean if I'm ever going to do a presentation I will use keynote if it's not a work one because then I will use PowerPoint um, aside wow. from that that's how you have to say PowerPoint. it PowerPoint PowerPoint <laughs> That's another another office another, another office clip to put in the show notes. So yeah, I do I do use them with with relative frequency. Yeah, I have the same kind of usage of the apps. I use Pages to to create invoices for the site and to export them to PDF, and I use Numbers to to keep track of the of the of income and and of the sponsorships. Yeah. Okay, I I use pages a lot especially at work we create uh proposals uh in in pages and so i spend a lot of time in there um and i use same thing as you guys you know i keep my llc stuff in numbers and then just export it to excel to my accountant because he gets sad if i send him a numbers document um it sounds like i don't think i'd qualify any three of us as power users um but some power users are sad and especially the the mac rumors uh Link. It's to their form, and uh, several people sent this in to me. <laughs> I assume that the Mac, no offense, the Mac Rumors forum people are always sad about <laughs> yeah. something. <laughs> so it's um, it's about eight or ten features that were added. There's about three thousand that were removed, and then about <laughs> yeah, the list al- the list is pretty painful to look at. Yeah, mail uh, mail merge missing is ridiculous. Uh, all sorts of things, but obviously they. They're trying to do this to to have parity, especially on the web, and so, and that's what TechCrunch and then the, uh, Jim's article are getting at. Of, uh, in fact, uh, Jim's quote is, you know, um, I think Apple's looking for a consistent user experience across devices, and it will be interesting to see how many of these features return in future updates. Um, you know, I think he's right, but that doesn't seem like the right thing. To, I mean, 
the it, point is correct. I don't right. think it's the right thing to do. Let's yeah, remove yeah. features because the web version isn't up to scratch. Right. I mean, Seems I, like I, a strange. I, yeah, I totally agree. You know, considering I, I, the web I need version. to say something here. I, yeah. I'm just, I just can't wait any longer. I'm sorry. Um, I really don't buy the argument that this is like when Final Cut Pro 10 came out or this is like iWork 2008. Uh, no, uh, no iWork. Um, iMovie. iMovie. Sorry, iMovie. Uh, I really don't buy the argument because um, that implies that Apple doesn't learn from their mistakes. And, and unless you don't consider uh, getting a lot of criticism and addressing that, that feedback with updates as a mistake, then you're correct that this is a good move. But if, you're, if you follow history and you see that, that Apple, especially with Final Cut Pro 10, they started rolling out update after update because of the feedback that they were getting, uh, you can see that excusing Apple for shipping a new version of iWork that, uh, and I'm glad that they tore away all the old app, they rebuilt it from the ground up and um, everything's fine there. I, I get the goal, I get the motivation. I just don't see why we should excuse Apple for not uh, getting better at this. Because uh, by saying, oh, it's okay, this happened before, you, you shouldn't say that. You should say Apple should be better next time. Uh, and this time they, they had the chance to be better. I mean, how many employees do they have? And, um, like so seven. I, 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 yeah. Uh, I, really, I really don't agree with the idea that because this happened before, it's normal and it's excusable. Apple should be better than that. They, they, they should have proved that, okay, it happened twice in the past. In the past, this time it's not happening. Be and and uh, so that, that, that's my main point. And the, yeah. the secondary point is that it's easy to say this is not a big deal when you don't rely upon the features that were removed. And uh, now, uh, Stephen and Mike, uh, you have said that we are not power users, and that's true. But I know people who have small businesses, they're freelancers, and they rely on the features like Apple Script, like maybe the, the, all the other text layout and, and size controls that were removed. And, and now they are forced to use the old iWork applications. Uh, and that's fine, but it's not, again, that's not excusable because you can't on one end say, oh, Apple has made all these awesome changes and this is the future. And on the other hand, when you're confronted with the, with the stuff that was removed and the mistakes that were made, you say, oh, but it's okay, you can use the old apps. So which, which one is better as a solution? Do you have to keep using the old app <laughs> or do you have to use the new one? What are you trying to say? So it's really easy to say, oh, this is no big deal because the average user doesn't care. So, but, so what is this average user that everybody's talking about? Is it the student? Is it the freelancer? Is it the small business owner? Is it my mom or my dad? That's fine. All I'm trying to say is that I wanted to see Apple doing better this time. And, and I don't think that it's an excuse to say, oh, it happened in the past. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. No, it doesn't. Because I, you're implying that Apple doesn't get better with time. Well, and I think, too, I think a, a difference between the iMovie and the Final Cut thing, or GarageBand and Logic, what we spoke about last week, how the podcasting features have been um, neutered in, in GarageBand. GarageBand. GarageBand is Logic's little friend, little cousin, and you can upgrade to Logic. The, Apple doesn't have a like Pages Pro, right? Like this is their Office suite. Yeah. 
And so there's not an option of like, well, number doesn't do it for me. So like your other, other options excel. And it's not that Apple, I don't think Apple's saying we're done with office productivity software. In fact, it's the opposite. They're marketing these things as hard as they can. And so it's sort of a mixed message of we are pushing these things on the app store and in our advertising and it's free and that's great. But at the same time, it's not as good as good as it used to be. Uh, you, know, you know what's also funny, Stephen? Uh, they put they put up slides saying, "Oh, these other guys make you pay for software," and the, and they show Windows 8 and they show. I didn't think they show Office, but the reference was pretty clear. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. Too bad that those guys make uh, Office apps that actually support Apple Script. And I'm sure that a freelancer <laughs> or, or, a, or a small business owner would be happy to pay 200 bucks for something that makes him save hours every month. So, okay, you can make the joke, you can make the reference, you can put up the slide. It doesn't make much sense, especially if you're not coming out with, coming out with something that's exceptionally better. Yeah. I get yeah. that it's a, a new foundation and this is the future and everything you want. That's fine. That's okay. Maybe they should have avoided, uh, you know, the the, the 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 making fun of of Microsoft because, I mean, and this is really crazy to say, but Word is more powerful for for a power user at least it than is. Pages. So yeah, all of this, all of this was done to well, it's expected that these changes were made that have made people upset because they wanted to make iWork in the cloud. So obviously, Stephen, I work in the cloud is awesome, right? Um, I have two pages <laughs> of notes from the three of us saying that it's not. So let's, <laughs> let's I, go. I don't, I don't want to spend a ton of time on all of these, but um, I just want to go through some of the notes. And these are sort of a stream of consciousness as we have used this. Just anger, basically. Yeah, just, and so yeah, stream of anger. Off, off, the, top of our, off the top of the list, uh, in Safari, uh, Mike, you reported 98% CPU usage while editing in iCloud. I think that was Federico. Federico. There's not initials next to it. I thought okay. it was you. No, Someone. I use Chrome. So, yeah, I, th- I think that it was me. It's hard to say. We were all just it's, it's drunk a, it's out. It's hard with to rage. say because it was 6 a.m., so it's really hard <laughs> to say. But yeah. I guess that it was me. Yeah. Uh, the site. So when you're actually on the editing screen, it's slow and ugly. And according to oh, Mike, God. not Retina. Which I think is inexcusable from the company <laughs> that makes the Retina computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah. Obviously, the text is in Retina, which is great that they've that that's formatted properly. But all of the buttons have got but jagged edges around them. Text is easy to make Retina. Um, exactly. Well, it can. it's also possible it's, to break. It's easier than images. Um, yeah. There's no feedback when your document is saved. So right now I'm in Google Drive, and anytime I hit the space bar, I get a little saving, and then it changes all changes saved in Drive. And I know that there were some edits that I made to the document that did not get saved. Well, there's no telling because there's no feedback. <laughs> so every time I close the tab, I'm like, I have no idea if the stuff is saved or not. Like, I can't hit save manually. There's no feedback. Like, that's, I shouldn't be nervous every time I close a browser window. Um, and then Federico, your comment says a reader told me they added new features over the weekend. Unless the features were a system <laughs> that works, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know who the reader was. Maybe he's, a, he's an Apple spy or something. I, I just don't see them. I, I don't see the. I don't see the changes. I don't see the fixes. And um, so it's really, 
Yeah, it's really terrible. Yeah. So, so the the new thing they added was uh, collaboration. So, to, to collaborate, you have to share first. So, in mm-hmm. Google Drive, you hit the share button, and right now, if I click the share button in our document, it says private, and then it says it's got my email address, it's got Federico, it has underscore because he was on the show. Take him out of there, um, and then it has Mike. <laughs> yep, like super simple. So in iCloud, when you do it, it opens a mail message, and I have to email you guys a link. <laughs> and it has an email signature that says, created with pages. Learn more about pages at apple.com. Um, but apparently, that doesn't actually stick. So several times, you guys just couldn't access the document, right? Like it was just go- And I had to resend you the link. So here's what I thought I would do. I needed to get to the document. So I thought I will go to iCloud.com. And I will sign in, which I did, and then I open pages and it's not there. The only way I could bring this document back was to find the email you had sent me with the link in it. That's completely yeah. reason no it's not. <laughs> maybe that's that's like a like a strategy to it's get a life you hack. To, u- to get you to use the, the, the mail app more. Yeah. Because it, the only way is to get the link from the email. Well screw you, Apple, I'm using airmail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that um, didn't work. And you can't, obviously can't... So, Stephen can see it in the native application. But because I, Fe- cre- I created the document. But me and Federico can only view it on the web, which makes no sense. Right. So, I, if I open pages on my iPhone, I can see the prompt 20, which is our now abandoned document. But you guys can't. And the pages app is kind of terrible. Like, the zoom is crazy and the outlining doesn't work. Like... The, actually, it's really sad because the Google Drive iOS app is sort of garbage in places, but like the editing is actually better in that app than the Pages app. I, I um, think the, the Drive app is excellent all around. It used to be bad, but yeah. now... But you guys could download a copy, <laughs> so we have multiple oh. versions of the document. So this is maybe, I think, the worst thing about all of this is what happens if you try and use it on iOS. Right. So if you open the email on iOS, you get sent to another non-retina splash page that tells me I have to go online to collaborate. I've actually taken a screenshot of it so people can see. Or on the Mac, I get taken to a web page, which is also non-retina, um, which gives me everything, like, you know, as, as I mentioned before. And the only way that I can then use it on the iPhone is to download a copy of the app. Right. Oh, sorry, download a copy of the file as it is at this current point. <laughs> I can make changes, but you won't see them. Which is sort of the opposite of collaboration. <laughs> it's, you know, it's basically, you know, I've written something, and now you do whatever you want with it. You know, there is a joke to be made about the fact that the company that gives so much importance to collaboration cannot make a proper <laughs> collaboration app. This is when I would like to insert the cool picture of Eddie Q, just being like, chill out, guys. It's totally cool. We're all going to smoke pot together. What, what, I'll put him re- on the show. What's really... Page. What's really broken is that, uh, so to sum up, essentially, they see quote-unquote collaboration as a one-way technique to send a document from uh, person A to person B and person C. uh, So the file owner has the master copy. Yes. And the the other people, uh, participants to to the editing process... uh, Sometimes. Sometimes, when it works, in theory, they should be able to edit the copy, which is uh, kept in the browser, but it's not saved to your iCloud account under the Pages view. 
it's like soda in the in the cloud yeah i, I guess but then it's also synced back to your local uh machine or device right M- mine the is, is the owner but if yeah, i'm editing in the native app it locks you out pro- it locks yeah. you out of the browser <laughs> editing can uh, we get uh, an Im- can we get a picture of that yeah we have sure. the i think that we have the the error message yeah I don't, I don't think it, I have a screenshot of it's it. It's potentially the worst. Someone, one of you guys open it on iCloud. I'll open it locally. Okay. Are you I'm doing it? I'm just going to be typing in here. Okay. I sent you guys a message with the with That the doesn't mean I have it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We, uh, I sent it again right now. Okay. There it is. Yeah, we got right. it. Right. So You got that, Mike? Yep, I've got it. So it so, says, yeah. this document can't be opened. Check with the document owner. They'll <laughs> need to take action before you so, can open so, it. So My so action say, is Apple, moving away from iCloud. <laughs> So, so Apple, Apple, at least they should have the decency of of putting up a button that's that says "check with the document owner" and like a shortcut that composes a text message and and, and say something. Hey, Stephen, what's up with the doc? Uh, it's right. just the worst. Take action. S- stop Take action. Yeah, stop using the native app. Use it on the web. <laughs> It's so bad. And I just can't understand. Take action. It's the that is potentially one of the worst instructions. Yeah, so you guys have just been texting me in all caps. <laughs> Take action, like randomly throughout the week, and it's very stressful for me. I know um, because we would basically when even me or Federico would want it, we would to to put something in the duck. We would just text Stephen. Take action. Take action. Yeah, like over I don't know, and over. Don't know what that means. So so moving on. Um, if Apple's collaboration is going to be in the web browser, that should be a good experience. right? Right. Well. Have we mentioned the, the the cursor management? Right. So that's what I'm gonna say. Cursor management is janky. Oh god. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, style controls look like they're out of Word 5.1 from 1998. <laughs> uh, something. Sometimes things just become bold for no reason. Did you guys <laughs> that, see no, this? No. That, <laughs> it's like, the, there is a reason. There is a reason. Eddie, Eddie yeah. wants it that way. No, I can't come up. I got nothing. <laughs> I, I wanted to make a joke, but th- this is beyond jokes. But yeah, it fell flat. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I understand it's in beta, right? I get it. But like it's uh, like really... Siri was in beta, right? Yeah, but at least like Siri worked. Like I could do things it with it. This just, it makes me, this just makes me want to murder everyone in my life. <laughs> like, so, so bad. you know, if you're going to be like an online collaborative tool, you should at least be like as good as Google Drive was two years ago. But it's not even that. It's like no. when Google Drive was like running like internally only, like the first day they built it. It's it's really inexcusable. Yeah, and it and it comes around again to the point that I was making at the beginning of this section, and that uh, there were there will be people saying, "But hey, this is a first version. This is a beta. Apple has always been like this." And okay, uh, again. It does imply that you don't think that Apple can get better at 1.0 releases or beta releases. Apple should be better than this. And, uh, and they're not. Because this is really, uh, it's not a collaboration software, it's a joke. And um, uh, it doesn't feel good saying it because I really, really want to move away from using software by a company that wants to use my face as an ad. I really want to stop using their stuff and I wanted to try uh, iCloud, but I got to say it, it's not good. And it's not just uh, not good. It's really, really awful. 
Yeah. And, um, I like, I mean, so I use iCloud for email and calendars and contacts, and that all works oh, really well. Yeah, same. Yeah. But like this, like I could not, like we, like the prompt will end before we use iCloud to do our show notes. Like we can't, we cannot do it. It's, it's, we can't, we cannot do it. Unless you do the show notes every week and then email them to me and Federico. I'm going to put, unless you, unless you buy me a lifetime supply of scotch, (laughs) I cannot do this. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, I don't know if people can tell, but we don't think it's very good. I mean, this is, uh, uh, I'm sure that this is fine for making EDQ posters. Yeah. I'm sure. But for the show notes, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a problem. I have no, I have no idea how they got that to work so well on stage. It was faked. No, I don't know that. Uh, Maybe it's a feature. If you're making stuff for EDQ, it always works. Like, I honestly, with the experience that we have had, there is no way that was real. I don't know. No. Uh, hey, I, I made you guys a little something. Yeah? Let's put it in it's our a life message. This, is- this better be good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, that will be in the show notes. I made a little, a little take action. Oh, wow. Um, it's not great. And hopefully it improves, but I don't care because like, I have such a bad taste in my mouth after this. Like, I'm just, I'm done. Um, I, I, I think that <laughs> I will say at least it works in Safari Google Docs is still terribly <laughs> okay. broken in Safari 7 yeah that's true uh, I would say the, maybe the icons in the toolbar are nice that's and, all it takes uh, yeah I got nothing else yeah. so l- 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 what do you say guys let's end the show on a positive note something real quick something that I like and maybe something that I don't like as much, but overall positive note. Okay. What do you say? I like so that. I, wanna, I wanted to talk about uh, something that not a lot of people are talking about, and that's FaceTime audio calls. So uh, with iOS 7, FaceTime got the ability to make uh, audio-only calls. And I've been using the feature a lot. And I, I don't use it with many people because I, I don't make many phone calls, uh, but I do make them with my girlfriend and my parents. And I use them every day with my mother. Um, and she likes it because it makes us uh, save money. Uh, it makes us save uh, uh, phone call minutes with our carrier. And, um, and the quality is, is much, much better than normal phone calls. And, but today I saw a post by a friend of the show, Bradley Chambers. And basically he argues that FaceTime audio won't replace phone calls because uh, it's not as tightly integrated in iOS as iMessage is. So you have to you have to basically go to the FaceTime app and and manually make a FaceTime audio call. So it's not like FaceTime has taken over the the phone application. That's not right? entirely true. Like, yeah, you can save a shortcut, right? Well, and even so, like I'm on my wife's. Uh, contact card and it's got her phone number. And yeah, but I guess that FaceTime is, is the next thing. I can just hit the phone button next to FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. And, and I agree. And I agree. I guess Bradley maybe is annoyed can, by the fact that the keep the the, the the phone app still has a defaults to to the keypad and yeah. and, the, and the normal well, phone calls. If you hey, set someone as a favorite, yeah, and that's what I do. Yeah, you can choose to use FaceTime audio. So or I have, video even. Yeah, I have you guys in my favorites. And I oh, have you all you, set for FaceTime. 
So you yeah, because you, I, I really, you don't want to call really... me from London. No, I. It's not on the top of my list of things to do um, to use a, a voice call. For that. So I really like them because the quality is it's really clear and uh, and in that maybe it sounds uh, like the voice on the other end sounds a bit uh, robotic at times, like a bit cold. Uh, I don't know what kind of compression uh, they're using to 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 make the like FaceTime to make it uh, kind of you know s- small in terms of footprint on the on the megabyte consumption um but it's really good and i like it uh there is one thing that i'm not so sure about and that is like the the behavior of the of uh, and the user experience of uh, receiving and making a fa- uh, facetime audio call so what really drives me i wouldn't i wouldn't say crazy as i work but it really triggers my oh god what is happening mood is um, the fact that when you make a normal phone call, all right, you you can hear the phone ring, and when the other person picks up the phone, you can yeah. start talking, all yeah, right. I know where you're going with with, with, with FaceTime audio. So you make the call, and you and you can hear the FaceTime uh, sound, and then it doesn't go straight away to talking to the other person you get those one or two seconds of connecting that's so, the, uh, uh, the the nsa pause <laughs> yeah the, uh, so you you're you're left with no sound but you can talk because you would be talking to 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 nobody because the, the system is connecting so what what i'm suggesting is that i i get it for for video calls because you're looking at the screen so it's really clear that there is a process yeah. going on, right? You you can see uh, the, the, you're making the call, yep. then it is connecting, and then you can talk and you can see. But for an audio call where you tend to put the phone next to your ear, and, and if you don't know that you that the phone is connecting, you you start talking and and you yep. start talking to to yourself essentially, and that's what I did for a couple of times, and I still do it because I'm used to like tap a button, make a phone call, and, and don't look at the screen anymore. All of this so happened to me yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm thankful you can relate to me, Mike, so, as usual. I mean, it, the good and the bad stuff. So um, I had to have a... Fa- I, had, I needed to talk to somebody who was in America, and with the time that it was, I couldn't get to Skype, so we were able to use FaceTime audio seamlessly. Like, the fact that we could just speak on the phone like that was brilliant. But the call dropped because I was at work, so the Wi-Fi isn't always great. So when I had to call them back, I did that thing, and so it, it made like that. So I, I did it, and it and and then it the it, the ringing stopped, and I started talking, and nothing was being said, and I turned it away. It's also connecting. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, yeah. It's it's not necessarily perfect, but I love it. I actually think the call quality is is excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so pretty I, good I, I, most of the time, you know. And it's it's nice, like you're saying, like Mike, you and I can have like a phone conversation, and we're like, yep. you can just call me. It's not like I have to like like I don't even have Skype installed on my phone anymore. So it's like, oh, I gotta like download Skype and then you know sign in, and who knows what it's doing. And with this, like, you can just call me, and like we've talked on the phone like while I'm in the car, you know. Like, it's yep. it's great. Yeah, I've done it a couple of times now, and I think. It is. It's really, really great. They've got another couple of tweaks. It might be that the things that we want for Federica they actually can't do for for some reason, you know. But uh, I really do like the 
I, I like it. I think it's cool. You know, this is this is where this is where um, uh, I would suggest that maybe it would be nice to see Apple doing some sort of Skype alternative for the desktop that combines, you know, FaceTime audio, FaceTime video, and and the text chat. But then again, you know, this is kind of a dream. And after the collaboration that we saw with iWork, I don't want to dream about collaboration-oriented apps for for a while. So I understand that you cannot do FaceTime audio on the Mac yet. Mm, yeah. Which is very strange to me. Is yeah, because true? you can talk to your computer, right? You would be crazy talking to the keyboard. Who does that? <laughs> right? I mean, is that... I'm actually... Mad. Oh, yeah, it's just video. That's I crazy. That, I find that weird. Oh, wait. Are we talking in front of computers right now? I, oh. I believe so. Oh, all right. Eh, you know, Apple I mean, doesn't care about Apple doesn't love us. That's the truth. Basically, yeah. Apple doesn't care about computers. That's what I've learned today. Basically, Apple doesn't care about me and Mike. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. do you think? Do you think that if they add FaceTime audio to the Mac, I mean, do you do you get Mike? You especially? Do you see this as a, as a Skype alternative for podcasts? Uh, if you can do more than two people on a call, definitely, because the call quality is good enough. It's, it sounds different. Uh, Skype sounds a lot more like the telephone. Um, mm-hmm. FaceTime sounds more like an actual conversation. And the thing about that is that that will cause differences. So, for example, I would probably run an audio effect. I would I would use an equalizer or a compressor or one of those things to make the to make it uh, to have a warmer sound because it's quite quite a cold clinical sound. Yeah. Um, but the actual quality of the audio, like, yeah, it does drop like Skype does, but I, in the times that I've used it, I've never had, like, stuff that you get they, in Skype. They should, they should make the app free, but I have an in-app purchase to remove the, the NSA backdoor. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a show. Huge show again. Yeah. Great. Oh, so and we've been doing this for twenty weeks, and uh, so cheers, guys. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna make an, an an espresso for you to celebrate, and then I'm gonna send you a selfie. Sounds perfect. It sounds like yeah. a normal Wednesday evening for us. <laughs> yeah. It, when when I wake up on because basically we record this show quite late for me and Federico, but Federico doesn't doesn't sleep. Um, so well, Federico works basically in the same time zone I do. Yeah, so I work in the same time zone of everyone. The, the time that they are most, <laughs> that these two are most active is on a Wednesday night. So I wake up on Thursdays typically to about 160 unread iMessages. That is a standard sort of Thursday morning for me is reading the insane conversation that you two have. Yeah, because but we, hey, yeah. hey, man, it, it could be worse. Uh, at least you're getting the messages. That's very true. Uh, you're not, uh, you, we could do it in my work. To- you d- <laughs> you don't have to take action, Mike. You should take action right now. <laughs> I go take, take action, Mike. <laughs> go take action, <laughs> My- Mike. I'm serious. Take action. <laughs> I'm am s- sorry, Mike. <laughs> I-, I didn't I didn't want to make you sad. Come on, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, remember. Th- just if you can, all right. Take action. Um, are you guys familiar with uh, the band? Oh, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Mm, no. no, they did a song called "Relax." 
I feel so yeah. old right now. Okay. Well, let me try another one then. Do you, are you, you're familiar with Wham? Yeah. And they had those t-shirts that said Choose Life on them. Do you remember those? Uh, no. Hmm. Well, I think we should make take action versions of those. Yeah, people that, that understand things will, will agree with me. I'll put a link in the show notes to an image. Who, who are people who understand? I'm sorry, what are you trying to say? You don't understand. <laughs> and who are people who understand things? Uh, people who are like, interested like, like, in 80s pop culture. So like Father Drang and, and Brett Herpster? Fa- fa- Papa Drang, you mean? <laughs> Papa Drang. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, take action. Uh, keep it safe, Mike. I will. I'll, I'll don't, don't drink too much tomorrow. Because teacher will be watching you, <laughs> like, like, the, like the NSA. <laughs> oh, God. Where am I going If with you this? want to catch up with us online, there's a few places you can do that. We have an account for The Prompt, which is at underscore The Prompt, which we love getting feedback there. Um, we also have independent Twitter accounts of our own. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Stephen is I-S-M-H. Federico is at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. Stephen writes on his web blog at 512pixels.net and Federico writes at maxstories.net. We'll be back next week for another episode of the show. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Write us in iTunes if you do. That would be nice. And uh, we'll speak to you again in a week's time. Say goodbye, Stephen. Adios. Say goodbye, Federico. Arrivederci.